April 3rd, driving through some really shit weather right now. But I mentioned on the last cast, I wanted to talk about Bitcoin and Canada. Um, so I'm gonna, gonna go into that right now. Oh, okay, so if you're still not involved in cryptocurrency, but you're in the RV life or the van life or tiny house community, I think is how they refer to themselves or any of that stuff, man, you really gotta, you really gotta look at it. It hits all the little things that we talk about caring about, and I know I've talked about it on here before, but it's as time goes on, I feel like it gets even more imperative to drive it home that people need to start like looking at it, getting involved because man, shit is getting weird. Between the last series of podcasts and this one, a lot has happened. El Salvador, uh, you know, formally embraced. Uh, fucking the uh, Bitcoin and made it an official currency and now as we're we and most of the world are experiencing seven and a half just short of eight percent inflation I'm sure when new numbers get updated it'll continue to climb uh, they're experiencing ten percent plus uh, uh, boost to their economy they were the fifth poorest country in South America, and that's changing now because they have stopped dealing with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which is like the Federal Reserve, but at a world level, international level. Um, we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff happen this, this year. Uh, the one everybody's talking about, Russia and Ukraine. It's hard, I think, for people to talk about that without getting, like, I don't know, very jingoistic, jingoistic, like, hoorah, go, go USA type of stuff. Russia's the bad guy. I don't know about all that. I don't know who's good and who's bad in this situation. There's things that Russia are doing that I disagree with. There's things that they're doing that I agree with. There's things that Ukraine are doing that I disagree with. There's things they're doing that I agree with. There's things that the United States are doing and the world at large is doing that I agree with. There's things that they're doing that I disagree with. Through all of it, what I've decided my takeaway from the entire thing is, look at what Bitcoin has been doing there. So when Russia went into Ukraine, Ukrainian banks had a lot of issues. <clears throat> there were bank runs at both the banks and the ATMs. ATMs running out of money. People couldn't get access to their funds. And that's a huge problem. Right? Huge problem. But um, the people who, maybe not on an exchange, but had it on privatized wallets, had Bitcoin, were able to continue to function but also could receive donations and all this stuff got set up to send people Bitcoin 
because it was the only thing still working to get financial resources in there to just the regular people. Not the government, not any of that other shit, not businesses, just people. Just regular people like you and me. Bitcoin was the only thing that continued to function and make it possible for those people to still have access to certain access and resources to, to either do what they needed to do to protect themselves or run. Following Russia going into the Ukraine, the United States imposed sanctions, but then privatized businesses started cutting off access, markets started cutting off assets, banks started cutting off assets. I don't know, you know, what governments do to each other, I, I don't know. But when private businesses start getting involved, all these social media outlets cut off access for regular Russian citizens. They're not the ones who are doing the invading, it's the government. So, punishing Russian citizens who, before everything went dark, we saw protests from Russian citizens protesting what the Russian government was doing, and then social media went dark. It's like, well, they were against the war, so now, now we don't know what's, what the Russian government could be doing to those people. Cutting off access to their money basically empowered Russia, who has a huge amount of oil, to basically bully OPEC into accepting the ruble instead of continuing to have oil exchanged in the U.S. dollar, which is going to actually result in weakening the U.S. position in the world. And then as more oil gets exchanged in other currencies, because you know the Chinese won't let that happen, they're going to want to be able to exchange in the yuan. So then what does that do with our inflation? Because the only thing that was stopping inflation for the U.S. dollar was the fact that commerce of almost all types, but primarily oil, was executed exclusively in the U.S. dollar. So now if you have the world's biggest oil producer and the world's largest oil-using countries detach themselves, that's, that's like, what is it, 50 or 60% of all, all the oil suddenly no longer getting exchanged in the US dollar, what is that gonna do to us? So, I don't agree with that, but the Russian citizens, still able to work within privatized Bitcoin exchanges or wallets. So while we aren't getting normal news feeds, anything that's through a decentralized service is still getting some information out and you can embed messaging into transfers of crypto. So able to do it that way as well. So I don't know, just every, all of that stuff. Like all of that stuff is just crazy. But it shows that no matter what the situation is, Bitcoin doesn't pick a side and 
there are other decentralized currencies beyond Bitcoin, but it's like Bitcoin's the big guy, you know. Um, so it continued to function. And then I mentioned Canada. So Canada, if you hadn't been watching the news, I, I only caught bits and pieces of this and I kind of became interested in it because of obviously the my trip to Alaska that I want to fucking do eventually. Jesus, I, I keep having to put it off. Now I'm putting it off just because Canada has become one of the most terrifying countries on the planet because they've basically decided that they can seize anybody's assets at any time for any reason. A bunch of truckers went up and they stopped traffic or something in, in Ottawa. I kind of don't care about that. I think it was about a mask mandate. What they were protesting was irrelevant to me. It was the actions of the government that I found more terrifying than even Russia invading Ukraine. People are screaming about World War III and all this other shit. Like, that's fine and dandy. Whatever. I can deal with war. What I can't handle is the idea that all this money that we sell hours of our life spent being productive for is suddenly just able to be seized by the government because we have a different idea of something that should be happening. If we have the wrong political position, now they can just seize our funds and assets. And maybe they could always do that. But the blatant misuse of that power by Trudeau, Prime Minister Trudeau, when he just decided, I'm not going to talk to these people, I'm going to seize all their assets, it was just like, holy shit. And then they talked to all the exchanges and like, kick it wasn't Kickstarter, GoFundMe, I think, um, stopped all of that from being able to support these people. So the only thing that they couldn't stop was Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies that have privatized, you know, peer-to-peer -peer wallet sharing of crypto assets. So all those truckers and people who support them up there got a crash course in uh, blockchain technology and privatized wallets in order to keep their protests going. I don't know if it's still going on. The media, as soon as they had the opportunity to talk about something else, they, they were trying not to talk about it anyway. But as soon as Russia and Ukraine came up, it allowed the media to just black out what was happening. And the only news feed I've had has been through certain types of social media. But even those, they're having their accounts get deplatformed and shut down by the likes of Twitter, by the likes of Facebook. I haven't seen it so much on YouTube yet, but there has been a couple reported closing of YouTube channels or deplatforming. I don't like that. That's all terrifying to me because not only could they seize your assets, but the companies now that have democratized access to information of people are still able to censor if it's not, you know, according to a specific narrative, 
that's terrifying to me. I would say what happened to the truckers in Ottawa is more terrifying to me than what happened in the Ukraine. Like what happened with companies censoring, deplatforming, and shutting down financial avenues in Russia and Ottawa by the governments, respectively, as well as the corporations. That to me is the more terrifying message than anything else. So I urge you, if you haven't spent any time learning about blockchain technology, please do it. Because if they can do it to them, they can do it to anybody. I've made dramatic strides this year because like, I don't have a family. I don't have kids. I don't, I don't really have responsibilities. So it's like I know that I'm in a position where I can do things at a more radical bent than the average person, which means I have a responsibility to do it, to help people who have more shit going on, you know, like they got to get to their kids' t-ball game and get to their other kids' gymnastic meet, and then they've got to go out and take care of all the other chores that they have on the weekend, plus maintaining their house, then time that's mandatory like people's lives are busy and I know that I'm in a situation where it's not so it's on me to try to help those people get access to this type of stuff I don't know <laughs> it's a lot but please 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 take a look at Bitcoin my preferred if you if you're like well how do I do that my preferred on and off ramps are Cash App, which focuses only on Bitcoin, and it is so fast because they use the Lightning Network, which I know if you don't know anything about it means nothing, but it's fine. Cash App actually has tutorials on blockchain and Bitcoin-based technologies that come with signing up for a Bitcoin account. But if the government told Cash App that they can no longer allow the exchange of Bitcoin, they might not have a choice. So far, they've very much been about like, yeah, giving the government the finger. We're not reporting shit. We're not doing shit for you. You know, whatever. But that may not happen forever. Jack Dorsey isn't always going to be there to be like, fuck you. I'm not doing what you tell me type of attitude. Um, crypto.com is another good one they have access to a lot more cryptos um, but ultimately it is an exchange and if the government tells them to cease and desist they will so for privatized wallets I have an Exodus wallet and it is not connected to anything so there's no way to tell Exodus to cease and desist because once the software is downloaded, every once in a while they'll put out updates, but you don't have to download them. The wallet will continue to work no matter what, um, whether you update it or not. So it's a direct uh, wallet, so it has a 12-word key phrase that you would have to save in some way. So 
probably not the best idea to save it electronically. It's something you may want to write down and save in like, you know, maybe you're safe, maybe your parents' safe, or your kids' safe if you trust your kids. It's kind of sad that I have to put that preface in there. But I don't know, put it in a few different places. So that way if your safe gets destroyed or something, you know. But ultimately, I've reorganized my whole life to where hopefully everything will be on my phone. So if I have to pick up a go in an emergency situation, then as long as I've grabbed my phone, even if I don't grab my phone, um, I will still have access to that information because like with my enclosed trailer idea, I want to put the basic survival information in there. Like I have some survival based books, uh, game plans and stuff that uh, I've already put together back like 10 years ago, like nuclear evacuation plans and stuff. And so I want to keep all that stuff in there. Um, but yeah, I would also basically install a uh, encrypted QR code to where if somebody scans it, it'll take them somewhere, but then they'll have to know the password to access the, the website that I'm going to put up that will have my 12-word key phrase, but it won't be just my 12-word key phrase. It'll be like, you have to have the password to get onto the website, and then in order to see the two the twelve word key phrase, you'll have to have the two-factor authentication installed with a specific pin code. <laughs> so probably obsessive, but you know it's like I need to be able to go with or without my phone, and if I can get a hold of just any phone, I can reformat it and then still be able to access my Exodus wallet know whatever but that's like the game plan right now I, I haven't executed that but it's kind of the idea I was thinking about going with and then hiding that QR code somewhere inside of the RV but not I guess it's not an RV if it's an enclosed trail I don't know a lot of details there I still need to work out but I'm not even gonna try with them until I've actually built the damn thing so we'll see but yeah, please, 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 please look into Bitcoin because everything that has happened is like, man, super terrifying shit. Super fucking terrifying shit. Oh, by the way, it's, uh, oh, you know what? I'll do that. I'll do that separately. this one out I just man I know Bitcoin at least please look into it I've moved into other avenues uh, that are expressly about privacy like Uplexa and Pirate Chain and stuff like that Monero Zcash but um, if you're in or around New Hampshire they actually have like a pretty decent uh, number of businesses that accept Dash. And Dash actually has an app that will show you locations that accept Dash. 
uh, like businesses and stuff. So it might make it easier just based on your location to try out one of those. So anyway, just please check those out. Take care of yourself. Keep your eyes on the road.